So hey there, friends, and welcome to episode 197 of Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. I am so very thrilled that you've chosen to join me for this episode, so thank you. And today we're going to be diving into a topic that I am really excited about. I am calling this the number one mindset shift that you need to finally find time for self-care. Yes, it's a little bit of a clickbaity title using some buzzwords, but I think it is pretty accurate. So we're going to dive into that. Hi, and welcome to Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. This is a podcast about what it means to be, live, and move through a lens of self-kindness. We'll look at the ways self-kindness can underpin our practices in movement, mindfulness, and mindset to support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's get into the show. All right. So diving into this topic of the number one mindset shift that you need to finally make time for self-care. The reason that we're talking about this today is because I did a guest presentation inside an organization last week and we were talking about self-care, we were talking about self-kindness, we were talking about simple practices that we can do to help support ourselves. And one of the questions that came up was, like, what is your tip for actually being able to fit this stuff in? And my answer probably wasn't what anyone expected. Part of my answer was to keep it simple, right? Because we know that keeping things simple and, and doing small bits and doing things that are actually, you know, achievable within our schedule helps immensely. So that was part of my answer. But the bigger part of my answer and the part that we're going to talk about today is a shift in our mindset, a shift in the way that we think about our relationship with ourselves. So much of our societal pressures to engage in self-care activities come from this place of like wanting to be the best version of ourselves, wanting to be better, trying to get it right, trying to subscribe to somebody else's self-care schedule because, you know, they've got the life that we think we want trying to avoid pain, trying to keep up with the Joneses. We have all of these motivations that, you know, may be useful. I'm not saying that they're never useful, but none of them really relate to the relationship that we desire to have with ourselves. And I think that's where we need to start. I think that the number one shift we need to make when it comes to actually freeing up the time for self-care is to have a desire to be our own best friend, to have a desire to have that kind and loving relationship with ourselves. Now, we might have that desire long before we know how to actually do it, right? Um, And I think That's a really important thing to point out right at the get-go. We might be like, yes, I love the idea of having a kind and loving relationship with myself, but that doesn't even feel like something I know how to do because right now I'm stuck in this cycle of, um, you know, pushing and punishing myself or feeling like I don't even know myself or feeling like I know myself and I don't particularly love it. So we don't necessarily have to have the, you know, exact steps to get there straight away. But what we do need to start with is a desire 
to have that relationship with ourselves. And I think that's the thing that allows us to then carve out the time, carve out the space and make the decisions about what it is that's actually going to feel like self-care, that's actually going to fill our cups, that's actually going to meet us where we need to be met. So let's talk about what happens when we start there. As I said, you don't need to know exactly what the steps are going to be after that, but that is one thing that I'm going to sort of share with you today. I've got sort of three tips that I want to share with you to kind of help you once you've made that decision. And I think that if you're listening to this podcast, you have made that decision. I think that if you're listening to this podcast, you're at least aware of the fact that that is a choice that you can make, right? And maybe you're listening thinking, okay, I I like this idea of having a self-kind relationship with myself, but it feels incredibly foreign. And it does feel foreign because it's not what we're taught. And I think this is important to come back to time and time again. We have not been shown, we have not been taught what looking after ourselves really looks like. We have witnessed and had modeled to us martyrdom, sacrifice, and pain. And whilst we might continue to play out some of those things ourselves, when we choose to relate to ourselves with kindness, when we choose to meet ourselves with love, we are actually pushing up against the conditioning that we have been raised with for most of us. You know, like everything, there is no um, kind of blanket statement that covers all of our upbringings. But for most of us, we are pushing against what we've been shown, right? And so it is going to feel hard and it is going to feel a little bit like an unknown path and it is going to feel a little bit messy because it is, right? But meeting ourselves with that recognition of like, oh, I want that relationship with myself. I want to be my own soft place to land. I want to treat myself the way that I would a best friend. That is where we start. I think when we take that shift, right? So when we have that shift, the how, the when, the why of the actual self-care actions they become a little different because then it's not like a question of like, what's on my list to tick off today? Although we might put them on our list, right? So I'm not saying don't put them on your to-do list, but it becomes less of a kind of like tick box process and more of a process of checking in and noticing, okay, if I want this kind and loving relationship with myself, what is it that I need, right? What is it that's going to meet me in that place of kindness? What is it that's going to meet me in that place of self-love? And that just changes our relationship with self-care. Yeah. So I want to share three tips for supporting you to help shift that mindset. And you might have to shift your mindset. And I, and I don't love these words, right? Like I actually don't love using the word like number one shift in your mindset. I think it's very um, buzzwordy and kind of a little clickbaity. And I acknowledge that. But I think it's also the clearest way to talk about what we're talking about and for it to be understood by all of us as a collective. But you can just think of this as being like shifting the way that you think, shifting your beliefs, shifting the way that you relate to yourself. And we have to do this over and over and over again, because you've heard me, if you've listened to this at any point 
at all over the last 197 episodes, you've heard me say that self-kindness isn't something that we just get one day and then we never have to think about it again. As an example, I've had, it's only, I don't even know what day it is. I think it's Wednesday as I'm recording this. And it's been a really long and really challenging week. I have been disappointed. I have disappointed myself. I have been faced with really challenging things. And I have been faced with my own self-criticism many, many times. And I tell you this not to elicit your sympathy, not to, um, you know, not to do anything really other than to show you and to, to demonstrate that we still will experience those realities, right, in the face of this very kind of messy, complicated life. But we still get to choose to meet ourselves as we would a best friend. We get to choose to be our own best friend. We get to choose to meet ourselves with compassion, even in the midst of those hard times. Because like I I even uttered out loud the words of like, oh, I'm so frustrated at myself or I'm so, you know, I'm feeling like a blah or whatever. And it's like we can hear that, we can acknowledge it, and we can go, you know what, I'm still choosing. I'm still choosing compassion and kindness towards myself. I'm still doing it. I'm still choosing this today. And so we shift that mindset, we shift that thinking, we shift our way of relating to ourselves in the moment when we need it and as kind of like an overall concept. So when we talk about like the number one shift that you need to, you know, shift in your mindset, you're not going to do it once. You're probably going to do it over and over again. And it gets easier, yes, because we get more practiced at that choice. But please understand that it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong if you're like, oh, here I am choosing this again. Wow, I really have to choose this hard today, (laughs) right? It can feel hard. It can feel challenging. But when we're committed to it, then we're willing to kind of show up through that more challenging choice. Yeah. So here's my three tips, three plus a bonus. So I guess it's four. So the first one is what we've been talking about this whole time. It's deciding that that is the relationship that you want with yourself. One that is, you know, defined by kindness and love and being kind of like a soft, gentle place to land. So we make that choice. The second tip is to be curious, right, about the things that you say to yourself when you are ignoring your needs or struggling to do the things that support you, right? So we sort of started this conversation talking about like making space for self-care. What are you saying to yourself? What is coming up for you when you notice that, oh, I kind of like wanted to go for that walk because that's what I feel I need today to meet myself with kindness, but I didn't do it or I'm not choosing to do it because I've got to help the kids with their homework and there's so much washing to do and, you know, I've got to get this thing done for work. Pay attention to what it is you're saying to yourself. We want to get curious. We want to get curious about those things rather than judgmental. Like, oh, that's really interesting. I think that helping the kids with their homework right now is more important than my need to go for a walk, as an example, right? And then I want to you, if you want to, because I only want for you what you want for you. (laughs) Step three is to respond to yourself as you would to a dear friend for whom you want the very best. What would you say to them? Now, as you practice this, you will get probably more skilled at just choosing to be your own best friend. But at the beginning, you may need to think, huh, if this was, um, you know, Lisa, 
how would I talk to her? I love her so much and I want the best for her. And I, you know, I, I don't want to see her um, put herself at the bottom of the priority list. I don't want to see her suffer under her own self-criticism. What would I say to her if she was experiencing what I'm experiencing now? And then turn that to yourself. You will probably find that with practice, you can turn it to yourself straight away. But to start with, you may have to call to mind that person that you can kind of think of external to you. And it just helps to kind of think, oh, yeah, I can, I could talk to her like that, right? I could be loving towards her because I adore her and I love her and I want the best for her. That's what we then want to turn towards ourselves. Then we might still we still make a choice in that moment, right? So as we meet ourselves with those kind, loving responses, we might be like, okay, well, I actually genuinely do feel like helping the kids with their homework right now is the priority. And I'm acknowledging that I'm making a choice, right? We also might go, you know what, kids, I got to go for a walk. I'm going to go five minutes outside or go sit on the driveway or, you know, go do some jumping jacks out the backyard, whatever it is that we think that it is that's going to meet us where we need to be met then. And we might just decide that we're going to do a smaller version of that to kind of fit it into our life. We might decide that, you know what, no, I'm taking a full half hour or a full hour and I'm going to do this thing for me. But we make it, we make those choices consciously, right? We're aware of the fact that, oh, this is the reason why I'm sort of feeling conflicted perhaps about doing this thing for me. And then I'm going to make a conscious choice. And we don't always have to choose in the direction of the thing, doing the thing, right? We might, and often we will, um, but we won't always. So we start to be a little bit more honest with ourselves. We start to notice, oh, every time I go to um, roll out my yoga mat and do that yoga practice, I never get further than the, the rolling out. And I think it's because I feel like I'm noticing that I feel guilty for doing that, you know, when the kids are in bed or I feel guilty for doing that when um, somebody else is doing the dishes or whatever. We just start to notice, oh, what is that thing that's kind of like, you know, pushing up against me a little bit here and making this feel harder. When we can get more curious about that, then we can take more conscious action. We can kind of be more conscious about that. And we can be like, huh, that's really interesting that you feel guilty right now. You know, what am I choosing to do? And we do not have to be pulled by those thoughts. We can choose to move you know, in spite of them. Um, But we have to be aware of them first, right? So we make this conscious choice. What is it that I'm going to move towards? What is it that I'm going to do in the face of what I am noticing about myself? And then the the bonus tip here is to get to know yourself through a lens that is compassionate. We often get to know ourselves through a lens that is very judgmental and critical, right? Oh, you're so bad at that. Oh, you're, you know, why do you always fail at that? Why is that always so hard for you? Why, you know, are you never measuring up? What if instead you got to know yourself through this lens of compassion that says, oh, wow, when you feel that tug between your children and your your own needs, that seems really hard, right? Or Gosh, when somebody makes a comment about X, Y, Z, that really pushes your buttons. Huh. That really sets off, you know, a nervous system response. That must be really hard. And we start to see ourselves through this lens of compassion. We start to kind of get to know ourselves better without the overlay of the constant criticism 
criticism, that was hard to say, and judgment. We do this through the lens of compassion because it's not about making ourselves wrong. It's not about beating ourselves up. It's not about constantly trying to be a better version of ourselves. It's about gathering information so that we can have more insight into the way that we function so that we can show up for ourselves more clearly in the way that we need, that feels loving, that feels kind, that feels supportive. It's a different way of relating to ourselves and it might feel very foreign and it might feel kind of tricky, but I really encourage you if it feels like if you're like, oh, I like the way that sounds, try it on and give it a go. It takes showing up. It takes practice. It takes a bit of a willingness to sit with some of this stuff, right? Because it's not always easy. Being human is complicated. Being human is messy because we're constantly in relationship with ourselves and with other people. And like we're messy as individuals, we're messy as a collective. It's hard. And so choosing to be your own best friend, choosing to be your own soft place to land, choosing to meet yourself with compassion, it changes things so deeply, so significantly. And if you want that for yourself, I really want it for you too. So those are my three tips plus a bonus. <laughs> um, we're going to dive a little more into that fourth point, that bonus point about getting yourself, getting to know yourself through that lens of compassion. I think we might dive more into that next week. This idea of almost like using our nervous system responses, using our belief patterns as almost like an operation manual for getting to know ourselves and getting to understand how we function so that we can then make more conscious choices about the decisions that we make. That might be next week's podcast, so stay tuned. Um, but what I do want to say is that this can be a lot of stuff to navigate and a lot of stuff to unpack, particularly if it feels new to you or if you feel yourself very sort of um, stuck in the judgment phase, right? Stuck in the phase of like, I want this, but seriously, how? Like, wh- what? How? I don't understand. Um, and I, this is this is the work that I do, right? So I would love to support you if you feel like you want to be um, supported through this process. Reach out. You can DM me. You can email me. Um, you can book a sort of 15 minute good fit call online as well. Um, to see if working with me one on one would be a good fit. I combine the sort of traditional kind of counseling tools of talk therapy and, um, all of that sort of stuff with movement, nervous system regulation tools. And so if that feels like it could be something that would be useful for you, I would love to have a chat to see if, you know, I would be a good fit for, you know, to be your support person. Um, We also do classes through this lens inside the Self-Kind Hub. So if you're newer around here, you might not have heard about it before, um, but the Self-Kind Hub is my online membership. And so it's more of a DIY model where we use movement classes to really foster that sense of self-kindness and and get to know ourselves better. Um, And we are incorporating more and more of this sort of getting to know yourself, getting to kind of meet yourself with kindness through other tools at the moment as well. Um, and so that's sort of the the entry, I don't even want to say entry level, that's kind of more the, yes, let me, let me kind of immerse myself in this a little bit, but I want to go it, you know, in my own time and know that there's sort of other people there with me and um, support as I need it. And then one-on-one is kind of more like 
let's get in. Let's let's do this together. So if either of those options sound like they could be interesting to you, please reach out if you've got questions. Otherwise, you'll find everything you need in the link in the show notes. Um, and I hope that, you know, there's something from today's episode that really meets you where you, you know, needed to be met today. Um, I hope that you're able to bring that self-kindness and compassion into your day if that feels like something that you want. And I will look forward to connecting with you again next week. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self Kind. If you loved it, why not share it? And while you're there, take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. I'd love you to come hang out with me more too. You'll find me over on Instagram at EricaWeb underscore self kind. And you can sign up for my e-newsletter by heading to my website, ericaweb.com.au. While you're there, you can also read up more about the Self-Kind Hub and other ways of working with me. Until next time, keep being kind to yourself. Bye.